Are you wearing flip-flops or sneakers? What's going on? Right now, I'm barefoot. You know when you go away to a tropical island and you get braids in your hair? Do you have one of those? I do not have braids in my hair, but I did get a goofy sundress that I will never wear when I leave here. Send a photo to me so I can post it along with this episode. Yeah, I will send you a photo of me in my goofy tie-dye sundress with my big hair so that you can post it. Of course it's tie-dye. We, we knew you were a hippie. What else? I tried and tried to find one that wasn't tie-dye. There was no way. I couldn't do it. So this is part two in a series of podcasts uh, that are on Skype. The first one, I don't know if you know this, Nat, because you've been in Costa Rica for the last uh, few days. The first one I did was with Mike Rupika on Friday. He was in LA running, uh, running a relay race to Vegas. Amazing. I saw something about it, but I didn't catch the whole context of it. That's awesome. Yeah, and that was the first time we had Skyped, and it was essentially a warm-up to uh, this episode, which we had planned uh, to do last week. And I, you know, my homework was to figure out how to podcast on Skype, which I think we did successfully. And, and here we are again. So uh, just to explain to the listeners where you are, do you want to let them know exactly what sure. you're doing and where you are? Go ahead. I, I am in what I consider to be at this moment, possibly one of the hottest places on the planet. I'm in a tiny little beach town in uh, Guanacaste on the Nicoya Peninsula of uh, Costa Rica called Samara. And it's... Um, dusty little lazy town with you know all the restaurants are on the beach you know that whole no shoes no shirt no service thing in the states does not exist here you can show up any way you like for dinner and get served and you go there pretty regularly right you know this is the first place in costa rica i've come back a second time this is our fifth time to costa rica and we've never gone back to the same place twice mm. um and this is the f we were here last march and we decided to come back this year cool well i mean regularly uh, in comparison to my life so <laughs> you've been there <laughs> twice i think that's pretty regular cool <laughs> well when we were talking about doing a, a podcast while you were away it it made sense to uh, to do one while you were uh, basking in the sun because now that the sun is going to be more of a regular presence in our lives here in North America and Toronto and, and elsewhere, uh, we we might want to take advantage of it, right, Nat? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's an important thing to do. I think it's... Um you know, the, the, the fear of skin cancer, which is not to be dismissed, um, has had a boom, like it, it's taken the pendulum, I feel, a little too far to the other side where people shun the sun. And uh, it comes at a cost because we do need sun for a lot of processes in our body from regulating our circadian rhythm right through to what we're talking about today which is the natural production of d3 by our bodies so let's just get into that because we we're going to cut this episode a little shorter than usual uh, i know that's going to disappoint a lot of people because they love our uh, our banter obviously uh your your folksy wisdom but we're gonna <laughs> we're today's gonna, less banter the less banter less banter because you got to get back into the sun and and you know drink your corona or whatever it is that you're you're having and uh, not a lot no, yeah no okay we'll get into that later 
that'll be the, the B side of the episode. But uh, yeah, so speaking of B's and D's, uh, that's that's what we're here to talk about, right? Vitamin D. What uh, what's the deal with vitamin D, Nat? So vitamin D, most people by now have probably heard that D3, which is cholecalciferol, if you're going to supplement with D, is the form of vitamin D that you want to take. It is natural. Your body can naturally produce it when you're exposed to sunshine close to the equator around high noon with no sunscreen and your body begins a process on the skin with a derivative of cholesterol of converting that sunlight into vitamin D3. And it's, I mean, it's a long process, which we won't go into now because we don't have a lot of time. But bottom line, you get out into the sun. If you don't have sunblock on, your body will naturally produce vitamin D3 for you. So why is D important? It's, you know, D3, when I when I was in school, one of my teachers said an interesting thing. She said, you know, people talk about it as a vitamin. There are a lot of people that would actually consider it a hormone. There's virtually every cell in your body has receptors for vitamin D3. And it does everything from regulate gene expression right through to have an effect on immunity. And one of the best known um, functions of vitamin D3 is that it's important in bone health. So D is pretty important in a lot of metabolic and hormonal functions is what you're saying. Yep. What happens when people don't get enough D? What are some of the symptoms or what can they expect to feel when they're not getting enough D? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's a hard, it's a tough one because if you're if you're really deficient in D, you could develop rickets, for example. I mean, and that is we don't see that in the modern world. Is that the so one much. where is, is that the one where you walk around like a cowboy? Yeah, your bones get soft, right? Okay. Your bones can't harden because because D three. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to just do a little bunny hop ahead in collaboration with K2, which we'll touch on in briefly in a minute, makes sure that calcium gets picked up by uh, the into the bone and worked into the bone matrix. A lot of people will Make also bones. develop something called seasonal effectiveness disorder, meaning they get really bummed out in the winter when they don't get enough sunshine. So this is another, yeah. uh, I guess, another result one. of not having enough D, right? Just being pretty, uh, pretty bummed out, depressed. Your friends don't want to hang around with you. You don't want to hang around with your friends. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure that, and that's true. Definitely, the sunshine has something to do with that, and therefore, there's a it's a reasonable um, position to take that D3 has something to do with it. I'm not sure that D3 supplementation alone, however, is enough for SAD. Very often, those people require exposure to um, to light mm -hmm. to to manage that. And you know, it's obviously it's a big topic, but uh, but definitely sunshine. You know, one of the things I read about while preparing for this podcast was that when tuberculosis was a big deal, people would get sent to sunny places and they would miraculously heal from their TB. Speaking of preparing, would, I, you sent me your notes for this podcast. I just want people yeah, to know, know. that Nat <laughs> is on vacation and she sent me uh, reams of. <laughs> of dense dense nerdy notes that i was i sat down I'm like all right i better cancel my <laughs> my weekend because i gotta read these things so this woman this woman even on vacation is preparing for you people and and what we're gonna try to do is break all this down and make sure it's not super complicated but um you know moving on i think we've established that d is pretty important from a number of perspectives right so this is one of the things that along with probably a few others uh which we've gotten into in the past 
one of the few things that you want to make sure that is in balance uh, in your diet and, and just life in general. Right, Nat? Absolutely. And so D3, you'll hear many um, naturopaths, nutritionists, functional medicine people, and even conventional doctors at this point. You know, D3 is something you definitely want to keep an eye on. And it's one of the foundation supplements that many, many of us uh, recommend. Um, For me, with my clients, I'm very careful and mindful that when I recommend D3, I recommend it in conjunction with things like vitamin K2 um, and also vitamin A, which, again, you know, they, the three of those are three of the four fat-soluble vitamins mm-hmm. that work together. Right. So they're synergistic. Yeah. And they protect you from toxicity from each other at the same time, which is a really interesting thing. Um, yep. And one of the when you talk about food sources, uh, liver is a great food source. Let's, let's, um, get, let's get into that, Nat. So yeah. before we, we really you know jump into all this, I want to break it down for people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we like to do here is give you typically the free and the easy sources of vitamin D. Uh, and then we kind of go into more of the, uh, you know, th- like food sources and then supplemental. So let's, let's just start okay. with uh, free, uh, free D. Uh, get it? Free D? Huh? The free, <laughs> free D. Where do you get the free, free D? D come, free, free D, D comes from the sun. Right. Anything else? I don't think so. And I mean, unless we get into food, I don't think you get D from much other than the sun. You well, can, you mentioned you know, you light. Can... Is there any is is there any type of uh, fancy light bulbs or any other treatments that you can get to ensure that you have oh yeah light based vitamin yeah. D? You know what? I didn't look into that. So you might actually know more about that than I do, Danny. No, that's why I'm asking the question. I think <laughs> I think there are. I think there are bulbs people use to treat sad that um, might help. I think so. I, you know, I don't want to speak too much on it because I, I I know it's at this stage, it's a, it's a rumor to me, but I I have heard that there are some technologies out there that will mimic D, especially in the winter time. Uh, So, I mean, we'll leave it there. Maybe we can, we can take a look at that stuff later if people are interested, but essentially uh, it's the sun. So like you said earlier, don't sun the shun, get it as much as you can. What about, uh, what about sunscreen and, and things like that? What do you recommend? So I think for sunscreen, obviously, if you're going to be spending a ton of time in the sunshine, you are going to need sunscreen at some point. But being out in the sun for, you know, 15 to 20 minutes without sunscreen, that ain't going to give you skin cancer unless you've got a really bad predisposition to it. Um, And it's just it's just really beneficial. The thing in where the climate we live in, we don't have access to those that degree of sun exposure, really, except for a few months of the year. So for the rest of the year, for the most part, we're going to have to be relying on supplements. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get, before we get into that, let's get into food. And th- I guess this is the part where you really start to riff on that synergistic combination of, of, of D, K, and, uh, and A, right? A, yeah. So let's, uh, let's get into it. What about food? So one of the foods that I find the most exciting these days <laughs> is the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the incredible so, edible egg. So if you're innovative. old enough to know that. <laughs> okay. Eggs. Go. <laughs> eggs provide it and you know it's 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 so fascinating to me that over and over again we see in nature 
the answers are almost like buried in nature, right? Egg yolks in particular contain D3, vitamin A, and vitamin K2. All three of them doesn't you know doesn't contain massive amounts of any of them but a good pasture you know a good egg from a pasture chicken is going to contain all of those nutrients and you know nobody really knows what the right ratio of d3 to a is um that you know mostly people would say d3 to k2 is about a thousand to a hundred but um But if you look at the egg, it's got mostly D3, a little bit of A, and even less of K2. So you're at the grocery store and you you walk to the egg section and now there are more options than ever. So what, what are the best types of eggs for folks to buy? So your best case scenario, if you can get your hands on them, are pastured eggs. So, you know, going from most optimal to reality, if you can get your eggs from a farmer's market from a farmer, awesome. If you can go into a grocery store in Canada, in Toronto in particular, there are um, eggs from places like Row Farms. Uh, a small flock is another one where these are pastured chickens or at least, you know, they're relatively well, well uh, treated chickens. And um, those will be your next best option. And then after that, um you're getting into organic or conventional eggs. I mean, there's there's definitely efforts by big agriculture to add stuff to the chicken feed in the hopes that it'll get to, into the eggs that then gets imparted to us. I'm not going to comment on how effective that is or isn't. I would imagine there's some effect, but that those are your best case scenarios. Because eggs, eggs are such a superfood, and yeah. um, I think what you're saying is a staple or should be a staple of people's diets. It's best to spend a little bit of money. And one good rule of thumb for eggs is when you crack it open and you see the yolk, right? It should be as orange and I would say dense as possible. The the richer the color, the, the better it is, the more nutrients are in the egg. And really good eggs that are from pasture chickens, meaning animals that are free to run around and live animal lives, they taste amazing on their own. You don't need any condiments, like maybe a little salt, and then you're good to go. Like a good a good scrambled eggs almost taste like mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, especially soft scrambled. Now, one thing I will say, if you, if you enjoy your yolk soft, uncooked, that would be the best way to get the most nutrition from your egg yolk. So like a soft boiled egg. Yeah, that's your, that's your, again, optimal soft boiled egg. Interestingly enough, egg white is more nutritious when it's cooked. Mm, interesting. So, so the soft boiled egg is, you know, people that pound raw eggs with a lot of uh, raw egg white, you can actually develop a deficiency in biotin, but Really? You know, we can talk about that another day. Yeah, but and that's an extreme case, obviously. But uh, like, but yeah, if, if, so you're, soft if you're rocky, right? Like <laughs> you're waking up in the morning and slam. <laughs> yeah, your three your eggs. nails will start splitting like crazy. No way. Well, that's <laughs> that's a good tip. And the best the, the best egg experience I ever had. You were there. I uh, you invited me over to Mike Bradley's farm. Who yeah. some, some of our listeners will know who Mike Bradley is. Uh, those who have been on the off the grid retreat will know uh, exactly who Mike Bradley is. But basically, he's the best dude in the world slash the farmer Tony Stark. Uh, but <laughs> he he uh, 
Yeah, but we were over at his farm, and he's got chickens who who lead chicken lives. And uh, after a night of sleeping and uh, sleeping in complete darkness in this shack in the middle of the woods, where that's where I slept. Uh, with went, Mika the dog with the dog <laughs> with his dogs the best dog ever and uh, yeah but anyway we went over to the farmhouse and Mike Mike said hey you hungry and I was like yeah so we went over to the to the chicken coop he lifted a chicken and he threw some eggs in my hands and they were still warm brought them over to the kitchen and you f- and you uh, scrambled those things up with a little bit of chive and green onion, I believe, that was fresh from his garden. And I swear that was the best meal I've ever had in my life. I've never had such good eggs. And I'm still chasing the dragon on on, <laughs> on that flavor. It, just incredible. And, and so when you have really good eggs, you will, you will know it. Yeah. Any other foods? Liver. Mm. Liver, liver. Um, Some Chianti. And also... <laughs> liver and deep cold water fish. Okay, so a, liver any right? any particular kind of liver what's best because liver is uh, essentially a you know it's it's an organ of uh, detoxification, right? So yeah, I think that, I mean, I definitely st- try to get organic liver. But one thing to remember about liver is unless um, you're talking about a very sick animal, the liver is a filter. It doesn't actually hold toxins. So that that is, um, that is, that's kind of, to me, that's, that's a very, it's a finer point to pay attention to. The liver does not store toxins. Mm-hmm. It processes them. Right. So obviously you want to get your liver from a healthy animal. And I, by all means, guys, like liver is really cheap anyway. So even organic liver, even liver from grass-fed cows, if you can find it, is pretty affordable. What's Chicken liver, same thing. What's interesting too is animals in the wild when they when they kill another animal, they tend to eat the organ meats first, right? It's the heart, yeah, yeah the liver as well, I believe. For sure, it's the most. You know, the I mean, people may squirm at this a little bit, but the the liver, the heart, um, the kidneys, the even the the thigh, you know, the the. Um, endocrine organs like the thymus the thyroid all of those things are incredible and the brain incredibly nutrient dense and when we talk about ancestral diets when we talk about where did people get this stuff before there was vitamin d3 supplements well where did the inuit get it from right? right they would get it from eating the organ meats of the animals that they would hunt it's really interesting because in our society, we those are the cheap meats that we never eat anymore, yet in nature, they're the most valuable. Yeah, and I think that that's changing. You know, I've been buying marrow bones for a long time, mostly because I like them. <laughs> I like bone yeah, marrow. Delicious. But... But uh, but the price is coming up because more definitely the message is getting out there and people, you, you know, there's the whole nose to tail movement has has made helped us ca- come along, and definitely there's still organ meats that I don't like. I mean, growing up, my grandmother used to make this omelet with um, calf brains in it, and I hated it then. And honestly, it's still not my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a few other options I would put ahead of that. Yeah. <laughs> what other what other sources? What about uh, like you mentioned fish? What are the best types of fish? So salmon, wild salmon. Uh, won't won't get into detail now, but guys, buy wild salmon. Even if you're buying it frozen, it will always be farm salmon. Uh, sardines are pretty good. Um, mackerel. 
great fish, but you need to eat uh, quite a lot of it to, to, to get as much of the nutrients as you need. So most of us aren't going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your best, best fish are wild fish uh, from deep, cold waters. And even within salmon, wild salmon, I believe there's a hierarchy. You know, you got your chum salmon, your coho salmon, your chinook. They all offer different, because they come from different parts of the ocean, they develop um, they develop different mechanisms to protect themselves from whatever they're dealing with. So some of them are higher in omega-3, some of them are higher in D. In, in my mind, just get a cross-section of them all. Whatever wild salmon you can get your hands on, just go for it. Yeah, and quick tip, fish companies, marketing companies, they're, they've gotten really clever at disguising how wild your salmon is, so they'll have they'll have things out there like Atlantic salmon which is not wild it's actually farmed and you want to stay away from farmed foods as well when I say farmed I mean really uh, you know any animal that's raised in uh, some degree of unnatural condition so whether that's a cow or a fish you know fish are meant to be (coughs) swimming wild uh, not in fish farms so uh, whoa it's rowdy out here at the academy I don't know if you can hear all that but it's getting getting, getting wild so if anyone's hearing all those noises those are those are authentic gym noises so you know those are happy gym noises exactly very happy people have just finished uh doing i guess the the open one anyway but uh so things like atlantic salmon are actually not wild make sure that you confirm in fact that the fish that you are getting is from wild sources and uh, a simple google of the best fish to eat for health or or any anything like that you know top five wild fish uh will will give you a good idea of what those what those are but for sure salmon is is should be a big part of anyone's diet what about vegetable sources um not so much the only vegetarian uh wait d3 is not really available from vegetables as far as i can recall digging through my somewhat sun-baked brain at this point um for the k2 you can get it from uh, k2 you can get like we said from eggs um and you can also get it from liver i believe and the only vegetable source of k2 that i'm aware of is something called natto n-a-t-t-o which is a um it's like a japanese food right like a soy it's a japanese it's fermented soy f- mm-hmm. from japan now i've heard i've never seen it myself i've never tried it Full disclosure, I've heard less than um, complimentary comments about it. And yet recently I read something from someone that said, no, I think it tastes kind of good. So, you know, it's one of those foods. If you can get your hands on some, it might be worth a try. Cool. So uh, what about supplements? What should people know about that? So so one of the most well-rounded supplements when it comes to D3 and A and K is good old cod liver oil. Um, it it provides all three of those nutrients, and it's the only one that I know of that actually does that. Um, otherwise, I, it's easy to find. There's a couple of good D3, K2 supplements out there. One is by AOR, and the other one is a company called Physica Energetics. And then the other one that I really like is Mammalian uh, Omega-3s which is seal oil and that has d3 and vitamin a which would leave you needing to buy k2 separately Mm -hmm. it's so funny when i hear you say cod liver oil i (laughs) think back to my mom you know taking this bottle out of the fridge that looked like you know just like this weird uh 
almost foggy liquid and she would put on a spoon and then like pull my hair back so my mouth would open and just shove it into my mouth it was the worst tasting thing and my diet growing up my my russian jewish diet was a lot of liver which i loved yeah cod, cod liver oil uh definitely a lot of schnitzel <laughs> and uh a lot of vegetables and a lot of bread but i mean you know other than that it was uh a lot of the foods that you're talking about which is really yeah. interesting to me that uh my you know my poor immigrant parents had this you know had all this stuff figured out and now i'm you know kind of geeking out about it with you it's pretty funny yeah well it's ultimately that that background with your mom is what probably protected you from your mcdonald age yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> and uh, yeah, except we won't get into that right now. <laughs> That's for another no. episode, the McDonald's generation of, of me. But uh, okay, so so supplemental, I, I, uh, I think it was from one of the companies that you had mentioned, but my naturopath uh, had, had given me a um, sublingual, uh, basically meaning spray, uh, vitamin D that I would yeah. spray about nine or 10 pumps into my mouth uh, every morning and let it kind of rest under my tongue. Or liposomal, yeah. excuse me. Liposomal was the word I was looking for. Yeah, that's the D3K2 from Physica. Right, okay. It's a great, it's a great product. The only, the only problem with that one is they only sell through practitioners, but the AOR, which are drops, you mm -hmm. can buy in a good health food store. And how much should people take? Well, so, so that's a tricky question, right? I definitely, I think that it's important for people to start with a baseline of their vitamin D3 status. And you can do that through a blood test, through your doctor. Unfortunately, you have to pay for it, pay extra, but you're looking at about 35 to $40 to get your D3 level um, measured in your blood. It's not too um, bad. No, it's not too bad. I mean, it's completely affordable. And then... Um, and then once you have a baseline, saving you guys from the reams of information I sent to Danny, I would set my target to be somewhere around 32 to 35 nanograms per milliliter of vitamin D3 in your blood serum. So if you're much, much lower than that, you're going to want to start supplementing maybe go for 3000 units of D3 a day. Um, and then six months later, get your levels measured again and see how you've done. You know, there's a lot more we could talk about here. There are people who convert D3 very effectively to its active form and others who don't. So it's hard to say where you sit on that scale without doing your self-experiment, getting your levels measured once and then measuring them again. Right. And we talked about this ahead of the episode. We want to give people information that is, I'm not going to call it general, but if, if you're doing this, you're probably taking care of a lot of your needs. And of course, there's going to be some specialized things that everybody has to deal with. Those are best left to, uh, you know, your doctor, your naturopath or your or your uh, holistic nutritionist. So, you know, anybody who needs a little more fine tuning, that's that's probably where you need to go with this. But to take it back to what you were saying, 3000 ish. IU of vitamin D3 you think is pretty safe for most people? Yeah, um, once you've taken gotten your me your levels measured. 
once right? you've got your baseline. So once you've got your baseline. So if you're super low, then by all means, go for 3,000. If you seem to be within range, like you're around 30 to 35 units in your blood, and it's the dead of winter, you know you're going to be plowing through your stores of D3. So maybe you only need like 1,000 or 2,000 units a day. And again, if you don't know, would you just suggest making sure you get enough light and also enough D3 from your food sources? Is that the way to go? Yeah, that's always a great way to go. But just, you know, generally speaking, for those of us who live in wintry places, we're going to need some D3 through the winter months. And that's why you're in Costa Rica. And that's why I'm here. I'm getting my mega dose <laughs> to launch me. Oh, you just Nat- <laughs> spring. Hello. And then into summer. Nat, you your uh, your internet just went on vacation. <laughs> you just turned into Stephen Hawking for a sec. So uh, actually, I yeah, think, yeah. Oh, there you're back. Um, no. Yeah, it's okay. No. It's okay. That's a good sign that this episode has is drawing to a conclusion, and it, we've I think we've covered almost everything we need to cover. <laughs> oh, no. so sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I think yeah. we're good. I think I mean, if people have any questions, definitely email us. We're happy to um, dig deeper in anything that you want to know about. But uh, those are the basics of vitamin D three, and part of the reason why I'm you know frolicking in the sunshine. Exactly. Some people eat eggs. Some people uh, take a drop. You decide to go to Costa Rica. I think that's good. The, the best option. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so people can reach us uh, through our social channels. So at Nathalie Nidham. <laughs> it's Natalie, but I'm pronouncing it Nathalie because there's an extra H in there. So N A T H A L I. Uh, L, uh, how the hell do you spell your name? Okay, Forget. you just butchered that. I just dude. butchered your name. N- Hold okay, on. I have to... Wait, I got it. Are you ready? Okay, I got it. N A T H A L I E N. That's uh, I D D A M. So at Natalie Nidham, the extra H right in there. Uh, you could also uh, you could also tag us at Academy of Lions, um, and of course, always use the in this two. Together, that's the number two. Together, as a hashtag when you're posting about anything to do with your meals or your questions, we we look at those all the time. So that'll help us uh, get to your questions and maybe provide some feedback or encouragement. Otherwise, you can uh, always come to the academy because we're hanging around there all the time, and you can ask us questions. Cool. Cool. Awesome, Nat. Uh, get back to vacationing. You're working too hard, so make sure you get. <laughs> Uh, get that D3. All right, Danny. Thanks a lot. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. Okay. Peace out. Bye. Ciao.